Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. The crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage, indeed. I am your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the very lovely and charming uh, Diane Brierly. And, of course, the amazing Philip James Gunger. <laughs> the show is being engineered by... Heavy <laughs> sigh. There's a little sighing over here. The show is being engineered, as always, by the very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray, engineer extraordinaire, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during the production of the show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. Here's how the show works. You get to send an email about anything and remain totally anonymous. We then, in turn, are brutally honest. Okay, this is how the show works. No one knows who you are, but you're going to ask what we think. We're going to be absolutely brutal, as honest as we can. Uh, we really take no concern at all in any way, shape, or form about how you might feel. Oh, once you put that formula into this program, this program changes <laughs> dramatically. Virtually every program, especially in Christianity, is overwhelmingly, I would say, unhealthily obsessed with how you feel when you hear things. We don't care how you feel. They know that. People writing us know that. We warn them when they write us, again, that they know that. Are you sure you want us to ask? They say, yes, 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 yes. And uh, then we, we go at them. So people know. Um, so don't try to get freaked out. If you're listening or watching the show for the first time, oh, gee, they're awfully mean to people. They know we're going to be mean. That's <laughs> the premise of the program. How else can you be more clear than this? I don't know. People are weird. Um, if we like what you say and we like your perspective, we will celebrate you. If not, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation on the show. If we think you need to snap out of your delusions, we'll stick your head in the toilet and give you a swirly. <laughs> Nothing like a swirly to start out your day. Hopefully the water spinning around your head will knock you out of your delusions. If we think you're crazy, you'll get the goat button. And if you blather on with unrelated, unnecessary, nonsensical nonsense, you will get the chicken. You get all three, you are officially crazy. Ah, boy, okay. it's quite the, uh, it's almost like you're wearing, what is that, mail? mail? Chain mail. Chain mail. <laughs> She's ready for a battle. Give me a sword. I'm ready to go. I guess Shira. So. Shira? Is that Shira, it? yeah. By the way, let me explain. You know, we kind of take for granted uh, people have been listening for years, and they haven't. Right. And uh, I've had some people recently ask, what's with the big microphones and stuff mm-hmm. on, on the show? <laughs> Give you a little bit of an update for those of you new to the program. Uh, this show originally started out basically as a podcast and a radio program. That's basically yes. what it's always been. It was that way for years. Uh, still a large portion of our audience don't watch this program at all. They listen to it. 
uh, either on radio stations or they download it onto their iPhones or whatever and, and listen as they're driving around in their cars. So it's basically, you're looking at a radio set. Uh, about a year ago, we decided, well, people were wondering, gee, what if we have a camera so you can see what's going on? Mm-hmm. So uh, we did that, and then the show took off, taken off on some uh, Christian networks, and uh, actually now more people watch the show than just mm-hmm. listen to it, but the format has stayed the same. The, the premise mm-hmm. is still the same. That's why you see all the uh, big microphones and, and, and stuff and stuff that we do and the earpieces and stuff. We're basically still doing a... Uh, audio program that is seen on television. It's better seen on television because we're incredibly good looking. But, yeah, uh, except now you actually have to dress up and do the makeup when you're on TV instead of doing it in a baseball yeah, cap and we, ponytail. We used, to really look, anymore. we used to really look bad. Yeah. Now we actually have to dress up yeah. when we do this goofy show. Okay, what do you got? Okay, this little article caught my attention. Six signs you're a bad lov- lover. Oh, now, some of them I think you'll absolutely agree with. few of them are questionable. The first one, sign you're a bad lover. You don't like your lover to offer tips. Offer tips? Like you advice? Mean like, give me 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of tip. Here's a tip. That would help you know if you're doing a good job or not. Positive feedback. I That's guess. right. If your tips the are like, the tip, yeah, if yeah. you always get a buck, you know, gee, yeah. I, I got to work on my stuff here. Okay. They say the key is to tell your lover what you like or want sexually, and the longer you avoid having those conversations, the bigger impact it will have. Now here's the problem with already the article, which is baloney from our worldview because we're we're a Christian program. And uh, we look at things from a Christian worldview. The, when they say bad lover, they're talking about just people yes. in general. Okay. Yes. One person boinking another yes. person, and there's no commitment and stuff like that. So they're yes. trying to how to better work through the awkwardness of that. Because yes. you can't really be a great lover someone you don't know. Yes. Right? I mean, it's an yes. it's a, the premise that you can go out and have great sex with somebody, especially like this one-night stand nonsense. Ooh, you have great sex in one night. It's absurd. You can't have a great sex on one night stand. You don't even know each other, for goodness sakes. There's no communication. You don't know how you respond to stuff. It's the biggest bunch of baloney, bogus nonsense that the sexual revolution is throwing at people that, oh, you can have great sex with one-night stands, which is a joke. And on top of that, wearing condoms on a one-night stand. And this... <laughs> This is the most lousy version of sex known to man. So, what they're trying to do, obviously, and the reason they write stuff like this is because people struggle in their sex lives, going around boinking randomly. So, they're trying to help all you random boinkers get to a better sex life because it's not designed, that's not the way it's supposed to be. If you love somebody and you marry somebody, you can use some of these principles as well yes, in that. That's but, what I'm saying. In the marriage. But you're going to have less of these kind of problems yes. because of the way yeah. it's structured from the beginning. Yeah. That's what the honeymoon is about. That's what you get to learn each yeah. other. You talk about these things. But you do talk about it. I mean, that's. I guess that's the key that's to this one. That's what you should one, do. That you should be able to talk about it and listen to what somebody's saying instead of getting defensive and all of that. Yeah, but the key to tell your lover what you want. And then, of course, that's the other thing is these people have learned sex from 30 other people. Yeah. Then they come and they don't like it. Maybe it's guy number six. Yeah. And it, I'm just telling you, you don't have these right. problems generally if you do life right in the yes. first place. But you still, even in a married situation, if you've done it right, to talk about it is a good it's thing. It's a good thing to talk okay. about. Yes. Okay. All right. Another sign that you're a bad lover, you're distracted. Yes, watching television. Checking writing, your smartphone. Writing a letter. Writing an email, all of that. Don't do that. <laughs> that would make you, definitely make you a bad lover. And I could see married people especially falling into this one. Much Seriously, more, checking yes. their phones while they're having sex. Yes. Yes. There was just a survey that like half of people surveyed admitted that they do that. Half. 
Seriously? I would be a mighty insulted if y'all started checking. You what know, the I'm heck? Just That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? In the middle of it, you reach over like, and check Because I like to your... torment my friends when they call. And I say, what you're doing is how we're having sex. You know, just, this is a freak the willies off. Yeah. But it's not really happening. Yeah, because you really wouldn't be answering that phone. Exactly. Shut that thing okay, off. Okay, another sign All you're right. a bad lover. You don't give and take. Okay. If, if your orgasm is the only goal, that's bad. And that's a lot of problem with a lot of guys yes. today. So All I they want that is they're, they just want to win their deal mm-hmm. and they're terrible lovers. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with agree that. Agree with that one, okay. The next one, you make love on automatic pilot. Ready? Set. I am a pilot. Kiss and I like here, the automatic pilot. There, get into this position, do that. If you're very predictable on every move, you're missing out. Now, they, of course, suggest that you spice it up and do weird things. But the predictability, if you do the same thing and all the... I, there's some truth to that, right? There's some truth, but here's the problem. The, the basic premise of all this nonsense is that sex is boring. Mm-hmm. At some point, sex becomes boring. Seriously, <laughs> I've never been bored having sex. When you start thinking, gee, sex is boring, that's what everybody says. Sex is boring, so you got to spice it up and start doing it, and it keeps getting weirder and weirder yeah. and weirder, okay? Yes. And because the, the premise is wrong. If you think sex is boring, you ain't doing this right. You're not getting this. I mean, something is wrong. I've never been bored. I've been bored in church. I've been bored doing this program. <laughs> I've been bored doing all kinds of things. I've never been having sex and go, what? It, it's kind of boring. Hey, what time is it? It's kind of... Seriously? So I, I think um, that almost never goes challenged. Yeah. People say, well, sex is boring. You got to spice Everybody jumps in with their ideas. Like, well, what do you mean okay. sex is boring? Sex is boring. Something wrong with you, in my opinion. Predictable? The... Would, you, uh, would you settle for predictable? Well, all of it's predictable. Every Let me tell you what happens. This goes into that. Oh, don't. You do this and that. And then it's over. That's pretty predictable. I can ex- I will predict everybody's sex life. A goes into B, and then eventually you get to C. It's not more predictable than that, okay? It's not like you're going to have sex with an alien where it goes in their ear, and then their brain starts smoking and lighting on fire or whatever goofy things. I don't things. think that it's necessarily about A going into B and getting C. It's kind of what you do before you get to the A plus B part. What? That, I, I, Look, just, I have a beef. My problem is most people uh-huh. today have gotten stupid ideas stuck in their heads looking at movies and television, especially porn. Okay, that's the last that, one. That, Jump down to that. Oh, but I'm You're just saying. You're a bad lover if your ideas of good sex are based on porn. And that one you wholeheartedly agree well, with. Well, absolutely. That makes you a really bad But what I'm saying is I think almost all of it from the beginning of this list to a great degree yes. is based on porn. That's true. why people are bored. I don't think... I mean, so do you think, people, do you think back when, roll the clock back 150 years ago, you know, Pa coming in out of the fields and Ma, and there's, of course, they had no television and stuff like that, right? Right. right there weren't a lot of diversions. They by themselves, they get along. And do you think they were swinging from the chandeliers? And well, doing no, they didn't have all that stuff in their heads. Th- that's what I'm saying. Do you think they were bored going, oh, well, it's kind of a drag? If anything, you can read the writings of these couples, um, even from the Puritan times. Everybody says the Puritan, they're just Puritanical. Puritans, according to their writings, had fabulous sex. What they were against was other people seeing it or people looking at your nakedness mm-hmm. or your elbows or your, you know, you couldn't show you even your ankles because that was, okay, well, I get it. I mean, it was a little goofy. 
But it wasn't like they didn't have great sex. These people had huge families. They had great sex, and they were fabulous lovers, and you can see it in their writings. In fact, I dare say their lovemaking was more passionate and more effective than what we claim to have today. With the, Do you know, one survey showed 52% of all women said they're not getting any sex anymore today. For a country that's so supposed to be so enlightened with so much great sexual information, how can people's sex lives are worse now than ever before? It's because a lot trash in their because heads. there's too much trash in their heads, and when you what they're trying to do is fix. They condemn the last one, mm-hmm. but I, I say that's what leads to all the other ones. When you're bored with sex and you got to experiment, this is well, it's the same position. How many positions do you want? I mean, now you can shake it up at some point, but there's really only so many ways to get a into B to get to C, okay? And apparently this is boring. And more and more people now are not even interested in normal, what we'd call vaginal penal sex. They're not interested in that. They've got to stick in their ear and everything else under the sun. And oh, God knows. I'm sure we've got some emails coming up. I think I saw some of that earlier. That's what people struggle with. And when your version of sex winds up you being bored and dissatisfied with sex, we're talking sex here, the very thing that everybody says they can't wait to have. Apparently now, they're bored with it. Something is wrong, okay? And I think it's all a bunch of nonsense. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with your emails right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. This podcast of The Mark Gunger Show is being brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks. Over 150,000 titles that you can choose from. A lot of people don't have time to read today, but they do have time to listen. As many of you are listening to me, hence the podcast. For the listeners of The Mark Gunger Show, you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash gunger and get a free download, any book at all, out of their 150,000 titles. Ah, that's a lot of titles. That's a lot. That's a few more than I've actually read. But just a few. 150,000. Yeah, there might be a little bit more than what's in my personal library, which is over there on the wall. And most of those <laughs> most go of those, unread. Which I have not read. <laughs> but we do have time to listen. If For the listeners of The Mark Gunger Show, go to audiblepodcast.com slash gunger. You can get a free download, any book from their library, absolutely free. Check it out. See what it's like. You'll also get a 30-day free trial. So check it out, audiblepodcast.com slash gunger, audiblepodcast.com slash gunger. Do it today. Don't forget. You may have all the finest cuts. Make it with a pork chop fry rider. Use leftover meatloaf if you can, but I want a, a bloody sandwich, sandwich man. Jimmy Bratcher, check out his music, jimmybratcher.com, his new album, Secretly Famous. Go check it out on iTunes. I, 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 whatever you're on. Or go to his website, jimmybratcher.com. Download it, Secretly Famous. It is his best album ever. And for some bizarre reason in the... <laughs> He has one song about bologna sandwiches, mm. which is hilarious, but it's really well done. JimmyBratcher.com. You are listening to The Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship, answering your emails now that you can send to us at ask, A-S-K, at MarkGunger.com. Mark Gunger, along with Diane Briley, Phil Gunger. Suck it to us. What do you got? Okay, here you go. Email fits right in with our little opening story. Uh-oh. She says, oh, I think, no, maybe it's a she, he. I'm not sure. A she, he? Well, you know how the name. It's a she, he. No, the name sometimes. Transgender. Will not, 
yes. tell okay. you whether, okay. okay, should married Christians be engaging in anal and oral sex? What is the biblical point of view on that subject? It says, I am so glad to have someone to ask questions like these. Which yeah. you and these often. are gross questions, and you can yeah, understand sorry. why a lot of stations don't carry this show, but we don't get graphic and stuff like that, but we talk about it, okay? Nothing's really off limits on this program, hence the warning at the beginning. But all of this ties into the opening salvo on today's program. People are bored with sex, and they're no longer interested in just sex. They've got to weirden it out. And the weirder they make it, the better they get it. So now it's, you know, it's got to be oral sex or, you know... Other orifices. Other orifices, which is just disgusting. How is that not disgusting? I mean, it's like... Good Lord. And you've got... Th- just people are unhappy. And they're discontent because they're overstimulated. You know, then we got... Uh, what's a new one? St- the boy sticks it under her armpit. Oh, the bagpiping. Yeah. So we can, you know... But you regret bringing that one up, Phil. Seriously? So now, that's the latest. Bagpipe. Because she's hanging on to it, you know, while he's doing his thing. I mean, it's just absurd. The whole thing is just blatantly insane. You people, for the love of God, stop it. Especially Christian people. Well, that's about, what the question is. Well, is that's okay the problem. The problem, too, Christian is the church. People. The church never talks about this stuff. Mm. God forbid Christians talk about sex. They won't even say the word sex. So if also a guy like me, I'll talk about anything. And of course, that freaks out half the mm-hmm. audience. For heaven's sakes, people's lives are totally screwed up. People of faith trying to get life right, and they're hearing all this nonsense coming from a secular, sicko world, and the silence from the church is deafening. Good grief. I was on one Christian program once. Just before we went on the air, the lady said, you're not going to use the S word, are you? And I got to tell you, the first word that popped into my head had four letters, not three. And I'm thinking, why would I say that? <laughs> and then, and then, you mean sex? And that, that's, what, that's exactly what she meant. You're not going to use the S word. She can't even say Fake. the word. If that is our premise, oh, for heaven, no wonder there's so many Christian broadcasts. You gotta, what the heck are you guys doing out there? Now, I get it. it's not everybody's cup of tea. Most people watch Christian broadcasting and want to be taught from the Bible and stuff. But surely, surely we should be able to discuss some of these things in a normal, healthy perspective. Now, what is the biblical standard of this? One of the best ways to figure this stuff out. Now, Christianity is uh, around for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. But then 4,000 years, whatever, before that, you had Judaism. The world that these people grew up in, the world that Jesus grew up in, the disciples, all these guys who wrote the Bible, all came from Judaism. In the beginning, virtually all Christians were Jews. In fact, they didn't even think you could be a Christian if you weren't a Jew first. And that was the standard. They went and preached the gospel. If you wanted to convert, you had to convert to Judaism first. Get circumcised, go through the whole deal, and then you could become a Christian. Uh, It wasn't until they finally had a big fight. You can read about, I think it's the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Or they said, this is crazy. We should just be able to preach the gospel to everybody. It's not about the laws of Moses anymore. And, and that's what they did. And Christianity has been preached very simply ever since. Thank God. Okay? Uh, but these guys grew up in this world. Check with any Orthodox Jew. And this, was, this would be really good for us to listen yes. to uh, Hasidic Jews and stuff, listen to their version of it. And the Torah was very clear about this. The Torah says, any version of a man semen coming out, and anything other than his wife's vagina was considered a sin. Yeah. 
It was the only acceptable receptacle. It was the only mm-hmm. way. Okay? This is the world that Jesus and all the disciples and everybody grew up in. So that okay? was the assumption for sex at that time. It always has been yes. until now. Recently, right. we come up with all this crazy nonsense for heaven's sakes. And the Bible says, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about masturbating. <laughs> Do you know the Torah says, there's a saying, if a man, <laughs> it's just a saying, yeah. I, I was reading it the other day, yeah. if a man's hands go below his navel, you should cut it off. Now, it doesn't mean you can't scratch your butt, <laughs> or you can't reach out and tie your shoes or anything. Everybody knows what that meant, yeah. okay? It was a prohibition against masturbating, masturbating which they called the sun, sin of Onan, mm-hmm. which, you know, blah, blah. So, so again, this is the world, and it's interesting, the only reference even close to that is when Jesus was talking about lust, and he said these words, if your hand offends you, do what? Cut it off. Which is exactly what the Torah said. Okay? So, you know, this idea that well, Jesus never said anything about that, yeah, really, you're just not reading, okay? Just because he didn't use the word masturbate doesn't mean he didn't talk about it. Uh, and all this. So you got all these people doing all this weird nonsense because they're getting their information from a porn-saturated culture. And they're trying to relive out in porn what they've seen uh, on these videos and what they've heard and read in these magazines and stuff like that. So they want to do all these other versions of sex. And let me add to this. According to studies done, what is is it, University of what in England? So Stuart Brody, where does he universities work mm, for. I can't I don't, remember I where it is. They, this has all been published and stuff. It's uh, old. Scotland. Maybe Scotland, yeah. But they, they, out of Scotland. You know, but you don't hear about it because porn is a multi-billion dollar industry. But they said, oh, oh we're going to need to take a break here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that no version of sex outside of just normal penile vaginal sex is anywhere close to real sex. They said when you have real sex, you have 400% more endorphins released in your body than oral sex or anal sex or armpit sex or anything else. <laughs> Nothing else is even close. It's not real sex. When you're bored with the real one and run around chasing all these stupid little fantasies, uh, you're just making things worse for yourselves. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. Though the motion never stops, it seems I'm always standing still. You're back on the Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship. Very uncomfortable subject, and I apologize for those of you who are totally grossed out about it. But this thing of couples just wondering, they're asking in all sincerity. And we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of emails. We don't, you know, as much as it seems like there is no filter on the show, believe it or not, there actually is. It's just our filter goes way beyond what most Christian programs will. But even we have our limits. And a lot of us just, you know, enough to gag a maggot so we can't even go there. But this whole thing that the people's obsession of any other bizarre type of sex, is it okay for Christians to do that? You know, and I'm telling you, from a biblical standpoint and certainly from a uh, uh, traditional Jewish standpoint, all these questions were answered very clearly in Jewish teaching, which is where the Bible comes from. Anybody who thinks that Jesus and these guys thought it was okay to do all this weird stuff do not know what they're talking about. Now, they often quote this one scripture. Well, the marriage bed is undefiled. This is one of the most misquoted scriptures, and pastors misquote it all the time. They basically teach that anything goes in the marriage bed because the marriage is undefiled. When we come back, I'm going to show you how what they're talking about is utter nonsense. We'll be back right after this.
Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. Kiss me, I'm off to the moon. Feels like I'm flying. There's no denying that love isn't love without you. No love isn't love without you. Michael O'Brien, brilliant. The guy's a fabulous musician. Wonderful collection of love songs. Uh, you should check it out. MichaelO.org. Michael O'Brien, really quite brilliant. Uh, you're listening to the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Gunger, Diane Briley, Phil Gunger, along with Tim and the lovely Nancy running around with the camera. Uh, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, asking your emails that you can send to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. The way the show works is nothing is off limits. You get to stay anonymous, and then we are brutally honest in our response. This, we started out today's show talking about, you know, how people get bored with sex, which I challenge. If you're bored with sex, man, you are overstimulated. There's something wrong with you. You know what? If you're the kind of person that you just, I'm just never hungry anymore. Here's some advice. Fast for a day. Don't eat anything. I promise you, you can get peanut butter and jelly the next day. You'll think it's the best thing you ever tasted. The problem with a lot of people, they're overstimulated. And if you're the kind of person that sex has become boring to you, you're overdoing it. Back off a little bit, for the love of God. And quit going down this porn alley into all kinds of bizarre behaviors, the most disgusting of which, and I'm sorry for those of you who are offended by such talk, we're not trying to be gross, people are asking us, we get these questions all the time, especially about anal sex, what about, this is so disgusting, good lord, this is where we're at today, this is where we have to go. People are desperately trying to increase their sexual experience because they're so bored with normal sex. All the studies have shown when you uh, enter into activities like this, anything other than normal sex, you can't even achieve a true orgasm. It's very clear. These studies were done not by, not by Christians. These were done by secular people who actually groaned at the results. He writes and says, oh, I just know these Christians are going to use this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you think so? <laughs> it's not real. It's nonsense. People who say, well, the Bible doesn't say anything against it. The Bible certainly hints extremely strongly against it, and you have to look at the Jewish world that all of this came from. They were explicitly clear that such behavior was unacceptable. Okay? Their word was anything that results in a man releasing himself, anything other into his wife's vagina was considered a sin. A man to relieve himself with his hand was considered a sin. Again, the Torah says, if a man's hands go below his navel, he should cut it off. Kind of sounds like Jesus who said, if your hand offend you, do what? Cut it off. Where do you think that comes from? It comes from that Jewish world that he grew up in. Now, it doesn't mean you can't scratch yourself or something. Everybody knows what you're talking about. They have their pockets up here. <laughs> they have yeah. their pockets up here. <laughs> so, so it wasn't that it couldn't literally go below the navel. It's everybody knows what they're talking about. And then yet Christians say, well, I don't know. Well, the Bible is not a very... Really? This is just ignorance gone to seed. These are Christians who've gotten their heads so in the toilet that by the time they come into Christianity, they bring all that nonsense in with them. Some of our pastors there's today. pastors that condone all of that. All of that. And one of the, and scriptures, say, one of the scriptures they quote is, the marriage bed is undefiled. And which is a... Look, it's an old... It's a King James quote. When, they, when you hear someone quote that verse, they're quoting King James. 
quite frankly, this will make some of you mad, but it's just true. Anytime you hear somebody trying to make a big point with a King James translation, <laughs> be wary. Because what they're using is 16th century English that isn't used anymore, and a lot of people don't know what they're talking about, and they can twist it into anything they want. This idea that the marriage bed is undefiled, you can do anything, is absurd. If that were true, you could invite your friends over and jump into sex with into bed with you. Invite the neighbors. You know, why not? Invite, invite the elders of the church. Come join you in sex in bed. What? The marriage bed can't be under... It doesn't say it can't be. The King James translated that in Hebrews, it's the 13th chapter, verse 5, the marriage bed is undefiled. But it's really a poor translation because every other translation says the marriage bed should be kept undefiled, which is exactly my point. Not is undefiled, it's should not is, be it kept. It should be kept yes. undefiled. The amplified uh, version of the Bible it's 13.4, uh, by the way. 13.4, okay. And thus, let the marriage bed be undefiled, kept dishonored. It's supposed to be kept clean. That's what the verse is saying. Not that anything goes. Any pastor or teacher or any nitwit who comes along and quotes the Bible says, anything goes, as long as you're married, you can do anything, is an idiot. It's that consenting, two consenting adults can do whatever they Which want. Which is a as version of it's a version of what the world's been saying for consenting. decades. Well, what if you, you know? both consent to threesome? Exactly. Does that un, does the marriage been undefiled then? What if both you and your wife both want to look at porn and is the marriage? Is some pastors actually buy it. Uh, they do because I've they heard it. Are out of their ever loving minds. But all of this comes from a nation that has lost its minds when it comes to sexuality. We are so overstimulated, and we get, and there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Oh, there's a, you know, that's why these people come up with this idea of, you know, choking yourself. So if you, oh, yes. if, if you almost choke yourself, where you're almost to the point of passing out, you'll have a better orgasm. The people who have literally killed themselves. Oh, yes. Seeking, seeking a better orgasmic experience. I mean, somebody's always stretching it with some kind of crazy, insane version of something, trying to make it better. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be... Look, sex is fabulous, but it is not the end of the world. It's not the one thing that will meet all the joy of your heart. I love Hollywood, these idiots that, you know, they'll do these movies about angels that come mm -hmm. down from heaven. And in these movies, these angels give up their eternity mm -hmm. so they can have sex with a woman. Mm -hmm. Because sex is so much... Having sex for... That one moment is better than living for eternity in the presence of God. They really believe this. I'm, I'm sure. thinking, if I'm an angel, there ain't no way. Not giving it up for that. I mean, I'm all for sex, but ain't nobody going to get me to give up eternity for that. That's insane. But that's their idea. Sex is so incredible. In fact, they've overdone it to a lot of couples. They get married yeah. who wait, and they're very disappointed when they start that's having it. sex. Well, it was nice, but it wasn't. You know, yeah. the earth kissing the heavens and, you know, well, no, it was never supposed. It's great. It's fabulous. I'm a big fan. Trust me. Okay? <laughs> I enjoy it highly. But it's not this. So they're constantly, they have sex. Oh, well, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And if we do it this way, and if we do it that way, and if we have a threesome, and we, they're constantly pushing, constantly pushing the envelope. The next and bigger rush and the next the bigger next rush. The next bigger rush. And what's ironic is all the studies on all those rushes show that these people are not having anywhere near what a normal uh, a sexual experience would be uh, between a man and a woman, penile vaginal sex. They say it has the great 400% more endorphins are released into the body, which helps create a true orgasm than when anybody does any other version of sex. No other version of sex that you can think of that can be named by anybody anywhere. They've studied it over and over again. It doesn't even come close to what happens in just regular, normal sex. So all of this nonsense, for the love of God. Look, 
I'm speaking to people of faith. You're listening to the show. You're watching the show. You think Christians are crazy. Do whatever you want. What do I care? You know, you want to be miserable, be miserable. And I'm talking to you people of faith. Don't get caught up into this nonsense, okay? Don't do it. There's no reason to do it. And it's so sad that we get so many. And we've only bring up this email out of just because of the pressure of the emails we've gotten. We try, we've tried to avoid this yes, for, for but years. but questions keep coming, so... People generally are wondering, well, is it okay for Christians? And then we have pastors who write books and say it's okay to do this nonsense. And Oh, my goodness But if you're not gracious. giving your husband oral sex, you need to repent and apologize and go home and do it. Yeah, which, according to Jewish tradition, again, let me say it again, these are the people who wrote the Bible. These are the people who have... It's, they've been around twice as long as Christianity. Their entire version of sex, according to the Torah is not any of this nonsense. There was one version of this and one version only. And now some people say, well, that's boring. If you're bored and you think that's boring, you are to be pitied and I feel sorry for you. Again, if you're the kind of person who's never hungry, my advice, instead of trying to find some new concoction of spices to... And people live that way, actually. They They're constantly looking for some new way to cook to kind of give their palate a rush. You know, people are just overstimulated today. They live by this fleshly thing and it's... Got, well, it, it's a society of adrenaline junkies. It's all these extreme sports, all the extreme things like, how do you Extreme sex, extreme cooking, extreme everything. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's eat worms or, you know, French fried monkey brains or something else. <laughs> trying to give your... Uh, there's people are doing this stuff. Trying to give their... Te- 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 Palettes, some new sensation. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Just stop. You want to have a great meal? Don't eat anything for three days. Go on a three-day fast. I promise you. You could come over to Diane's house and she could make you... What's the most disgusting and stupid thing you make? I thought you were I just going to like insult her cooking. <laughs> no, no, she's, she's a good cook. Really but really good she could, cook. No, but I was saying you can make something real simple. Like, like SpaghettiOs out of the can because spag- that's disgusting okay. to me. Spag- you go to Diane's house. She's I got an open invitation. She lives downtown Chicago. Go check it out. But uh, uh, SpaghettiOs. She could open up a can of spaghetti. If you haven't eaten in three days. That they'd be good, I And guess. someone gives you a can of spaghetti. Man, is yeah. Wow. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Your problem isn't trying to find the next biggest rush. Your problem is to quit being so stinking overstimulated. You think sex is boring? Don't have sex for the next month. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Yeah. Do it. Make it a week. But whatever you think you can handle. The Bible even talks about doing that from time Plain to time. Plain old sex will be fine. You if will you do think that, it's it will be. fabulous. Yep. The problem is you're overstimulated and you keep going down this rat hole from the pit of it. And by the way, almost all of it is based in homoerotic nonsense at some point. Yeah, or other. Yeah. Anal sex, if you look up the definition, is called sodomy. It's sodomy. Okay? Every, every other version of sex that, that people do, by the way, you can do with a same-sex deal. Yes. Do you know that? Yes. You can do... Oral sex, you can yes. do same-sex, no problem. Anal sex, you can do same-sex. Same I mean, all, all the other yeah. versions. There's only one version that requires a man and a woman. Yeah. Everything else is closer to same-sex than to actually opposite sex, which God intended in the first place. If you can do this with somebody else you know that's got the same plumbing as you, that's a bad plan for you. All right? Enough of that. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows.
All right, can we move on? Yes, we will move on. Okay, <laughs> Sorry ready? for all those of you who had to tolerate that, but we've got to talk about this stuff. Yes. What happens when the church goes silent? That's why more and more people are getting caught up in this stuff. Yep. And it's, it's helping, it helps to break a true connection between a man and a woman, and it makes it all weird. A lot of people walk around with guilt and ickiness and feeling strange, and you know, women are being forced to do stuff they don't want to do, and some idiot pastor's telling them they're supposed to submit to that stuff. I'm telling this is craziness. And then to come back and say the Bible, well, Bible says marriage is bad as undefiled. You can do anything. They're morons. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Okay, this email says, hello, Mark. I'm one of your fans. Kudos to your good work. Thank you. I need some advice from you concerning my marriage. I have a feeling that my hubby is having an affair. Mm-hmm. I can't stop myself from going through his phone, and it's really affecting my relationship and feelings towards him. I really need to know what to do. Although I confronted him about the text messages I saw, but he denied and covered it up with other stories. I need some advice because I don't trust him anymore. I asked her a few more questions and got some information. They've been married for eight years. Uh, I asked if they were Christian. She said, I attend church alone with my two kids, although he loves the idea of attending church, but doesn't go with me. So apparently he likes the idea of church, but won't go. I like the idea of church, but don't go to church. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a lot. Okay. And then this is pretty huge because she says, lastly, he has not been unfaithful in the past. I asked her if there was a history of that, and she uh-huh. said no, but he'd never kept condoms around the way he does now. He doesn't uh-huh. use them with me, but I do see them around the house, and when I try to ask him about okay, okay, the wait condoms... A, wait a minute. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> your husband, you're nervous that he's having an affair. He's denying it. But you're seeing condoms around the house, he doesn't which use he doesn't you. use on you. He just collects. Well, <laughs> he's a collector. He's a condom collector. Yeah. He's a condom collector. Some people collect matchbooks. Baseball cards. Baseball beer cans. Cards. Beer cans. He's a condom I just, collector. I, just collect a, I mean, come on, Isn't sweetheart. Isn't that why they have in bathrooms? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't have that one. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart. Well, she needs advice on how to be strong and follow up with this maturely. Sweetheart, here's some advice. Go find another woman that you know has a great marriage. Ask her what to do. Find not someone who's struggling, not someone who's going through divorce, been divorced. I'm talking about people that you know, women that have great marriages. Sit down and talk to them about this. Any one of them can straighten you out. Because this is this is an easy call. This is ridiculous. I mean, how silly can you be? How numb in your brain can you be? I mean, he's acting inappropriately. You have evidence of it. He's has condoms, mm-hmm. which you never use in bed. What, what do you think? It's like someone saying, you know what? I, I think there might be a fire in my house. I can't really tell. But I walk in the kitchen, there's flames everywhere. And there's smoke pouring out of windows. But my husband says there's really not a fire in the house. Well, you know, well, Pastor, what do you think? Do you think there's a fire in my... Well, what do you think? You got flames, you got smoke, you got a fire. You got a problem with this boy. And the problem, first of all, is you. You clearly don't know how to confront him on some of this behavior. What was his, her original premise, her original question? Oops. Oops, oops. Uh, I need advice because I don't trust him anymore. Yeah. 
That was the original. She wanted your advice on how to deal with this text messages business. And yeah. then in the follow-ups is when oh, I so, found so, out about the condom. Okay, so she's able to check the text messages? Apparently. She's seen his phone. And, and they're inappropriate text messages. Mm-hmm. And he says what? And when she confronts him, he denies it and covers it up with all sorts of stories. <laughs> Yes, he denies it, and then he does the I same mean, thing about the condoms too. He co- he covers I up know, the condoms with different stories. Look, she's a sweet lady. She listens she, to yes, the show, and, she likes, and I'm, she likes me. Anybody who likes me, so few people actually like me. You hate to insult. <laughs> I, the I, I ones hate you to do. insult the two or three that actually do like me. So I don't. I don't want to insult this lady, but sweetheart. I'd give you a swirly, but I'd like it too much. But maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a, a, a compassionate swirly. Is there such a there's thing? A this, this is a swirly of love. Hopefully the water spinning around your head will splash into your face and you will awaken from your delusions. Okay? You find the text. They're right in front of your face. You can read them. And he says, no, no, that, it's not really there. And he has condoms, which he never uses with you. Why else would a man have condoms? I mean, what? She wants to know how to handle it very maturely. Very maturely, no, I, I would say, get the heck out. That's pretty mature. You know what? But she's going to need because women like this are so weak-willed, they cannot handle just a word of advice from us. No. She needs some mentors. Yes. And I guarantee you, virtually any woman you can talk to who has a great marriage, and I promise you right now, sweetheart, there's women all over the world, Africa, New Zealand, Australia, the United States, Canada, who are listening and, and are watching this program. Who are they're, they're just rolling their eyes in the back of their head. Mm-hmm. They're listening to what you're saying, and these girls are just rolling their eyes because they know they would never tolerate such behavior and that you're being so foolish into buying into his nonsense. You can read the text for your own eyes, but yet that's not, that's not really there. And you can see condoms, which you guys never use, in, and he still is convincing you there's nothing there. That's like me saying, there, there is no bobblehead in the Mark Gunger program. Now, well, well, I can see his face and his head's bobbling. No, no, that's, that's not a bobblehead. That, that is a shaky head. There's a difference between a shaky head and a bobblehead. And this is not actually a bobblehead. And you go, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. I guess they don't have bobbleheads on that show. So you can see the bobblehead. You can see the head bobble. You can hear it bobble. Hence the name Bobblehead. And yet, I can still tell you, even with your own eyes and the evidence before you, that there's no Bobblehead here, and you'll go, oh, I guess there's no Bobblehead there. There's people like this. Like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, there is no spoon. There is no spoon. <laughs> and you do not want to be like Keanu Reeves. No, no, no. <laughs> there is no spoon. You can see the spoon, there is no spoon. There's a Bobblehead here, for heaven's sakes. You can't see it. Just because I tell you there's not, and you buy into that nonsense, your own eyes show you his inappropriate texts. You can see the condoms he's carrying around that you guys never use in the bedroom. What do you think's going on? But you need some help. You need some loving help. And I would highly advise, don't find, there's a lot of, you know what, weak-willed women, they love to go talk to other weak-willed women. That's yeah, what they do. And they all sit around. They just all sit there and reinforce their insanity. I'm talking, look for some women in your world wherever they're at, who have great, fabulous marriages, just pick two or three and tell them what you just told me. <laughs> just, just, I promise, just, just I, I, I don't even have to, I, keep me out of it, all right? Just tell them what you told me. Listen what they tell you to do. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll be back right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. 
listening to the Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Look, during the breaks, we keep going back to what this whole show has been about, which is the whole thing of oral sex and anal sex. Oh, there's so many gross versions of this, you just want to vomit. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> I made a point. Now, this, this isn't to gross people out, although this will probably be really gross. Everyone keeps claiming that this is normal behavior, and people have always, always, done, it. always done this. Okay. Now, I will concede this. I don't have a problem with a married couple doing some kind of oral stimulation as a version of foreplay. Okay, but not as the final deal. Okay? When you're, this is the final deal for you, there's something wrong with you. And certainly against Jewish traditional teaching that says there is an acceptable receptacle. And it is your wife. Anything outside the acceptable receptacle. Anything outside of that was considered a sin in Jewish teaching. The teaching that Jesus and all the disciples, apostles grew up in. Okay, don't tell me the Bible never says anything about it. All right? For heaven's sakes. Okay? But for those who keep going on, well, this is just normal, everybody, listen, listen to me. People have always done this. Listen to me. You realize, for the bulk of human history, most people only took a bath, maybe, maybe, once a week. And for some people, that was the high end. That was the, the high, high end. That was yeah. the high end. Yes. Do you remember that when you were growing up? Disgusting. Uh, oh, you're, yeah, you're not as did. old as I When I grew up, you took a bath once a week. Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. It was bath night. Once a week. That Once was a, it. Now, yeah. I always think because of these kids, every day, yeah. the kids got to go home and take a bath yeah. before they go to bed. And I always think, to me, it just seems yeah. so odd. I think, yeah. But as an adult, children I, every day. Why do you got to bathe children? So anyway, even as children, we were doing yeah. once a week, which was considered the height of cleanliness. Okay? These are people who would go weeks at a time with no showers, no rinsing, no nothing. Do you really think, people? They were in a hurry to stick their face into an area that has not been properly dealt with for the last two or three weeks. I know that's gross, but sometimes you just got to put stuff in plain English. You really think that's what people did throughout thousands of years of human history? I don't think so. It's been this last 30, 40, 50 years of insanity which is making people's sex lives worse and worse and worse. For the love of God, just get back to the good old-fashioned way. Hallelujah! See ya! Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle.